Hello my deep divers and welcome to the deep gripping reality. I'm so glad you could join us on this way early of the morning hours or perhaps it's way late at night, I don't know. But regardless, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you. You're an amazing audience. Even if it's just the one person who listens to all of my podcasts and I've no idea who you are. I just want you to know I appreciate you. And as we grow, I hope to grow with you. I'm not sure exactly what that, uh, it kind of was like a Scottish-Irish accent. Oh, that's not Scottish, it's crack. I don't know where that came from. Um, sometimes when Steve has too much coffee, he jumps into a bunch of different accents. Sometimes he'd be Jamaican, and um, sometimes he's Bosnian. You don't know what you're going to get, which also sounds a lot like my Russian accent. Anyway, weird fun fact, um, I can do any accent that I hear. Uh, if I hear it enough, a uh, couple of times, I usually can uh, master whatever that uh, uh, it is. And um, it has been so convincing that sometimes I've actually made people believe that I was from a different place than I'm actually from. I mean, if you can't tell by my accent that I'm actually from the Midwest, Iowa to be specific, um, then, you know, you don't know accents very well because Midwest people, especially in Iowa, are pretty well known for having no accent whatsoever. But once in a while, you know, we sleep into and out of accents and we don't even know what's gonna happen. So this show is not about accents though. I don't know what that was. I, I think it was just my creativity and imagination going absolutely apeshit bonkers. In fact, you know what, that's exactly what it was. And let me tell you how it ties into today's show. Today's show is about the elite mentality. And the elite mentality is something I take very seriously because it's taken me a long time to develop and I can tell you right now that it is, it is critical to being successful. And, um, you know, as a kid, this is, this is a true, totally true thing. Kids have the, are the best at elite mentality because elite mentality is about imagining something until it becomes true. And that's how kids are. The reason kids are afraid of the dark at night isn't because they know for a fact that there's a monster under their bed. It's because they know for a fact there's a monster under their bed. Now, you know there's no monster, but they've imagined it so hard that that monster is now under their bed in their brain. They believe it. They believe it wholeheartedly. So that's using imagination for the powers of evil. Evil. Evil! Sorry, that's for imagination for using, using imagination for the powers of evil. But, however, I can tell you that there's a way to use them for good. And sometimes kids do that. Like they somehow imagine that they're gonna end up getting more Christmas presents than they actually do. My son does this all the time. He imagines that I have decided he's gonna get some kind of a present. Like I didn't say anything about it. He, there's no reason he should think he is getting a present today. But like he'll get pissed off at me at the end of the day because he didn't get the present that he thought he was due. It's the weirdest thing. Now I don't know if it's because I've spoiled him rotten. I have or if it's just because reasons, but he, it's his imagination going wild. As adults, we tend to lose imagination. And it's kind of a, uh, I like to think that it's kind of a defense mechanism that our, our mind is built to be super logical so that we can rule out the things that aren't important. And for some reason, as we grow older and our brain develops, we tend to lose the imagination because for some reason, parts of it think that, uh, parts of our brain think that, that it's not critical. Um, the things we do imagine actually become more evil. Like for example, <laughs> we imagine that we're down, drowning in debt. We imagine that we'll fail. We'll, we imagine that we can't do things, that we totally can. And we limit ourselves because of our imagination. 
Now, those people with the elite mentality use their imagination for good instead of evil. So I know this has been a long-ass intro, and I apologize. I hope you've enjoyed it. But stay tuned, because we're about to get elite up in here. But first, a word from our sponsor. You know, whether you are watching this on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or listening to it on the podcast, it's, I think it's time, you know, we're like 21 episodes in. Um, I think it's time that I let you in on, on a little secret. Um, you are elite. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that, but it's, it's the truth. I mean, unless you're a Navy SEAL uh, or Green Beret or, you know, a member of the Spitznets, you know, whatever, you... You probably haven't been told that before, but it's true. You're elite. Um, and I mean, think about, think about what that word means. I mean, I'm telling you, watching this video, listening to this podcast, however you're consuming this media, I want you to know that you are elite. You are the best of the best. There is nobody that can do what you do the way you do it. And that's, that's, that's freaking impressive. I mean, really, it is. I'm not just blowing smoke here. And, and how do I know you're elite? Because here's the deal. I have, and I believe that, yeah, I have the elite mentality. And I think that if you're watching this show or listening to it, you probably do too. You just didn't know it. So what is the elite mentality? Well, I'll tell you what it is. Um, well, actually, I think I should probably put it into action and explain it to you. So I used to run telemarketing firms, not firms. I used to help run a telemarketing firm. Um, and I ran teams of seven. I ran teams of five. I ran a team of 70 for one client. And the thing about telemarketing is unless you're doing the customer service side of it or you're doing um, not just customer service, but like you're doing the tech support side of it, unless you're doing the service side of it, it is a uh, painful and mind-numbing and grueling process in some cases um, where you have to get told no because people, before they even know who you are, once they identify you as a telemarketer, you, you are now uh, hated on an atomic level. Like, they're so physically ill by the, by the sound of your voice because you haven't really done your job quite right or just because they're on a bad day or because they don't see value in what you're doing. So at, at literally an atomic level, they hate you and they make sure that you know it. Like, whew, right? So how do you stay motivated in that situation? Well, I was kind of known when I was in the telemarketing world as, as the closer. I was the guy who, uh, when I was on the phones and I was a sales guy, not a leader, uh, well, I was a leader just in a different way. When I, was, when I was the sales guy, it didn't matter what the program was. Once I understood the fundamentals of it and what the features and benefits of it were, I could sell anything. And not just anything, I could kill it. Like they could give me the worst lead lists out there and I would go in and crush it every single time. And so it came to a point where uh, they decided they wanted me running teams because obviously I knew something that somebody didn't. And what it was, was I realized that if my elite mentality was that I was the best of the best, period. That I didn't care that I didn't know it. I would learn it because nobody was going to do it better than I would. It wasn't a competition thing. It was a point of fact. And when we were growing up, my dad used to say that uh, we, we were Edelman, so we were the best. 
And, you know, that sounds arrogant and cocky, but, and it was kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing, but, you know, it was also kind of a family motto, you know? It wasn't we're better than everyone, snooty, blue, blue, blue. No, it was like, we're the best. You know, you tell, you tell us we can't do something, we're gonna go out there and kick its ass so hard that you, you feel stupid for questioning us. We're gonna do it five times harder. We're gonna try and we will never give up. There, my dad used to say nothing to it but to do it, and that was the truth. And if you failed, you failed hard, and then you bounced back up and you tore it up hard. There was no giving up. We were elite, right? And I took that into the sales world, and I said, and I, and I, I said, you know, there's nothing that's going to slow me down. I was Mr. 500 because I got 500 sales in like three months, and that's goal for like a year and a half in that program. It was ridiculous. Okay. Now, am I telling you all this to brag? No, I'm telling you all this because I want you to understand the importance of the elite mentality. So let's dive really, really deeply into it right now. Okay. This is a deep dive. That's why we call it the deep gripping reality. <laughs> when I was forming a new team. Whether this was true or not, this is what my members would be told. They would be told that I was able to hand pick them for a new project, if, if it was a new project. And I'd say, you know, I could have picked anybody and I chose you. Why? Because I see that you are elite. And I don't think you know that, but you are. You're the best of the best and you have potential and you will live up to that potential. And this team is gonna be so freaking awesome that other teams are gonna wish that they could join this team. We're gonna beat goals, and you know what? We may not have the highest sales, but we're gonna have the best on hook and wrap. In other words, the best uh, uh, times of actually taking calls and wrapping them up and being efficient, right? Or, or if we didn't have the best on hook and wrap, we were gonna have the best sales, the best conversion, the best whatever, right? The best contacts per hour. Like we were gonna be the best at something, and that's what we would grow off of. And I would sit down with people, and I would straight up tell them, "You're elite," and you know, we will have other firms wanting to other other branches of this firm wanting to send people to get on this team to see how you do what you do and i used to firmly believe that as a, as a leader it was my job to believe in people even when they didn't and my number one job was to make them better at theirs because if i was able to do that and they were able to succeed in whatever their goals were then we were successful as a team and we grew as a team and it was true and the amazing thing about that is the elite mentality goes on to everything in life. It's not just telemarketing. It's not just, it's, it's anything. Like I, um, when I went back for my AA, I ended up with a 3.88 GPA. Now, for those of you that don't know, that's really freaking good. Like that's, I graduated with honors. I was in the first <laughs> um, honor, I was one of the first, I was in the first group to graduate with honors at, at the local community college, Marshtown Community College, and it was because I had this mentality of, you know, you can't stop me. It's like the Queen song, can't stop me now, I'm having a good time, right? And that was my mentality. I was going to kick ass, take names, and worry about it later. And it was awesome. And I really, really, really enjoyed that. And then, you know, and then also before that, when I went to uh, GameStop, I didn't know anything about running a retail store. I had no idea. And, and GameStop wasn't known for promoting from outside. They were known for promoting within. And the guy that I was coming in that was going to be my assistant manager, he was passed over for a promotion a couple times, so he felt very entitled to the promotion that I was just coming in with some guy off the street and taking. So I had to win him over. But what I realized is nobody had taken the time to teach him the elite mentality. Nobody had taught him the leadership mentality, the leadership lifestyle, and how leaders invest in their assets and they know that their people are their greatest assets. 
that your only job as a business is to service the customer, but the customer is the internal customer as well as the external customer, right? If you don't keep your people happy, they can't keep your customers happy. And if your customers ain't happy, you ain't in business. So that's that was that was my philosophy, that was my mentality. And I gotta tell you, I, I thank you very much for tuning in to this um, to this show, to this podcast, to this vid- to these videos, because you are elite and you want to better your life and you want to do better. You know you're in, not entitled to better, but you are willing to earn it. You are gonna fight tooth and nail until you get what you know is coming to you. You get what you deserve, but you're gonna earn it. You're not just gonna deserve it because of, uh, uh, you know, because you've been there a while, because you have tenure. That's not how you earn things. You earn things by getting out there, kicking ass, taking names, and being the best of the best. So thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you very much for being elite. Um, Now go out there and kick ass. Until next time, dig deep, my friends. So in conclusion, not only do I want you to have the elite mentality, because when you believe in yourself, you become powerful, but I want you to help other people get it as well. Because when you believe in others and they know it, you become unstoppable. Here's the deal. The elite mentality isn't just about you being elite. It's about you believing in other people and instilling your belief in them, in them. When you believe in them, they believe in themselves. And if you don't believe in yourself, who will? Well, the answer should be you. Are you confused yet? You shouldn't be. It's really pretty simple. Don't be selfish. Be selfless. If you want to be a leader in life, no matter whether it's professional, personal, whether it's your relationships, if you want to be a leader, then you have to believe in others and you have to show them that you believe in them. But being a leader is not just about believing in people. It's about living four cornerstones of virtue. They're, I call them the cornerstones of leadership. But here's the deal, guys. That's another podcast for another time. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And until next time, dig deep, my friends. <laughs>